This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my close pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, everyone, we need your help. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't subscribed already, please make sure to do so. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're also on YouTube. Nick's comment, Jets comment, ETC period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And we watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment. We just got a new comment in on uh, the JD video. Woo-wee! <laughs> marathon. We got a marathon <laughs> of an essay. Can't wait to read that one. Can't wait to read that one. Shout out to Marvin. Shout out, shout out to you, Marvin. Th- thank you for, for adding the comments. We appreciate it, man. I'm going to read that thing. I'm going to enjoy it. So make sure to add to the conversation. And while you're over at the YouTube page, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy Chip Murphy. These guys go down everything. I hear that they're doing some hockey playoff gambling this week. Oh, oh man, what a time. What a time. Dude, that as, hurt John, me. As, <laughs> as John is in pain, and we're going to get a soliloquy from John uh, as we start this podcast, even though it is a Jets episode. He was at the game. He was in attendance. He's wearing his Rangers shirt, especially if you're on YouTube. You can see that he's wearing his Rangers shirt. So we know we're going to hear some uh, we're going to hear we're going to hear some words from Mr. Malika in a second. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms or on Apple. Just kidding. We're on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Mr. Malika, Dr. Malika, counselor, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you doing, man? You look depressed. You look sad after having to spend six hours at a hockey <laughs> game with no alcohol after three hours, just eating some Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Tough, man. Really? Did you get a sticker at least? Did you get a sticker from the Cracker Jack box at least? Uh, I didn't keep the sticker. I kept the, I kept a stupid T-shirt to remember this goddamn game. So now I have the <laughs> We Here shirt. I have this shirt to commemorate just absolute collapses in the first game of the first round at home, losing home field advantage at the Garden. Man, this is ridiculous. Like we had we had the triple overtime. I mean, it had to be a buzzer beater. So I don't know if that counts as a buzzer beater, right? Because sudden death in overtime. But, dude, just the refs taking away that goal with three minutes left, it just took all the energy out. Like you mentioned, alcohol stops after the second period. So when you're there, when you're there for six periods with the 20-minute intervals in between, it gets tough out there, man. It's really tough. So I am officially, as uh, as our guest today, our video producer Greg said, I, I am also officially worried about this series. We got to win game two and steal one. Uh, in Pittsburgh against 
against the old fellas. So there's that. I, I was riding high too, man. I mean, like Liverpool is in the wave of champions. Like we're, we're good to go there. We got my boy Salah. The Jets, we're about to get into it. Had an incredible draft. The Knicks can't do anything wrong right now. Physically cannot do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like everything, everything's great. Like ICFC is playing well. Yankees. Like, Yankees are on an 11 game win streak right now. Hopefully about to be 12, but getting dicey. Haven't lost a series yet. Boone the, was the giving team, that talk and then got uh, thrown out. <laughs> just got thrown out right before we started this pod. I mean, uh, I, everything's okay right now. Besides the Rangers, everything's okay. I'm 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 really hyped about this Jets episode because, man, the best draft of my lifetime when I knew what football is, like when I when I know what football is, hundred percent, and it it comes close to the one from last year. So I'm really excited to get into it. I'm really excited for all the positive Jets vibes, but I'm also weirded out by how many positive Jets vibes there are, man. There everybody is hyped, except for a few. Except for a few. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to them, but dude, like, sticking with the positive, like Marcus Spears out here talking. Like, we know, we know Colin Coward. We know those guys, but Marcus Spears, like leading ESPN, Orlovsky, everybody's talking about the Jets. Of course, uh, the caveats always Zach Wilson, but I'm just hyped, man. I'm hyped about everything right now, except for the Rangers. <laughs> but how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Like you finally get to talk about the Jets, get to talk about the remainder of the draft. Uh, get to dive into this and really give our thoughts and opinions on it. And I don't know, man, just chilling, watching some play of basketball. You know, we got the Miami Heat taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, <laughs> Miami is up 99-86 at this point with six minutes and 46 seconds left in the fourth. So, you know, it's about to be a 2-0 series lead for Miami. Uh, and, you know, for you, this should be a good time because James, James Harden is going to be down 0-2. Uh, Doc Rivers will also be down 0-2. Uh, you hate Philadelphia, so this is just and my, this is just good news my, for you to make up for my everything Deon- else. My DeAndre Ayton over Joel Embiid thing still clicking. Joel Embiid gets hurt in the playoffs. What a shocker! What a surprise! Can't believe it. Doc Rivers stinks. Oh my goodness. James Harden out of shape. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by all of this. Shocked, he tells you. Shocked. <laughs> but. You know, everything's good, man. Watch some good basketball. Yesterday was pretty good between the Bucks and the Celtics. Celtics came back roaring. And then you also had Memphis and the Warriors. Warriors shot poorly. We're still in the game, but Memphis got that win. We got a series. But I think the NBA also wants to make that that series a series and go the distance. Like, I, was going, uh, I don't think uh, Memphis is going to win another game. Really? I think they're going to win one more game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going six. They're going to win in Golden State? Yes, they are. Okay, we'll see. I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think they're gonna score points <laughs> in, in Golden State. These would be routes. Route City. If it, if it's not Golden State, I mean, they do go back to yeah, Memphis that one for game, game five. but it's gonna be it's gonna be a closeout. Eh, I don't think so, man. I think, <laughs> I think it's gonna be right, six. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, the Warriors have not been shooting well. They've been shooting poorly from three. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Clay, your boy. Especially Clay. Especially my doppelganger. But yo, <laughs> you mentioned it. We got our guy, Greg, video producer, video producer uh, Greg, draft expert, extraordinaire over here, Mets fanatic, also Knicks fanatic. Greg, are you a Rangers fan too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was watching. was trying my best to stay up for that game. I don't know how John did it. Congrats to him staying up, watching, Keep being there. Keep your congrats, there. bro. Being Keep there. 
because <laughs> I could not stay up for the whole game, and it was ugly, man. It was those overtime periods will haunt me for a while. I fell asleep, I think, at the end of the second, and I just can't believe we couldn't get it done against the Penguins. I do, like I said, goalie, I guess, bro, backup goalie. What's the backup, problem? Backup goalie. A lot, a lot of NHL teams now usually have two pretty like serviceable goalies, but still, backup goalie. And the Penguins are just on their last legs. Like, this is it probably for their core. And now I'm officially nervous because we come out, we win game one. It's like, okay, they're probably over the hump. This, you know, it was thanks for coming out. But it was the best first period ever. It was literally the, like the first period where we're like, all right, like this is going to be the, be- the best game. Like, thank God I came here. Everyone's having a party. Yeah. White towels, screaming. I went downhill fast. Second period was horrific. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you're talking the about third, the Knicks or the Jets at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The third period was a grind, and we ended up getting it done, but they just had one of the worst calls that I've seen in the NHL. And it was just we couldn't get our mojo back. It was just bad. It was bad. Poor Igor. Poor Igor, man. Poor Igor. Yeah. Poor Igor, Igor even though I didn't watch <laughs> the game. Uh, but you know what is good news, guys? The Jets draft. The Jets Hell draft is good, is good news. Hell you know, yeah. we, we drafted, like I said, we, we talked about it. We were hyped. We had our, we had our rapid reaction. We, we broke it wide when we saw Jermaine Johnson, uh, get drafted and we saw Joe Douglas trade up to the 26 to go get him. Right. And then we find out later, uh, after we finished recording that JD said to Jermaine Johnson, if you're there later on, we're going to, we're coming to get you. We are coming to get you. And that they did. And you know what? We haven't seen the Jets draft. Three players, and we, we talked about this briefly on the next pod, John, but we haven't seen the Jets draft minimum three first-round picks since 2000. And in that 2000 draft, right? Four. We have four. <laughs> number, at, number, at number 12, you had Sean Ellis. At number 13, you had John Abraham. At number 18, you had Chad Pennington. And at number 27, you had Anthony Beck. All right? They didn't have a second-rounder. They had a third-rounder, though. Shout out to Lavernius Coles. All right. There you go. Lavernius Coles. All right. Uh, so that's what it was. That's what it was then. And now we come back, come, uh, 22 years later, right? We get Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. And you can, we can even, can we add the second rounder? Can we add, uh, Brees Hall into that? Because top bet, I mean, he's, he's damn near close enough to being a first rounder. So we learned since we recorded and since Joe Douglas has been kind enough to actually speak candid. And I notice it's always when it's not at a Jets press conference. Like he, he has the best <laughs> yeah. interviews outside something with the team. And we'll get to that later. I, I, we could probably make some assumptions as to what's going on there. But, you know, ever since his feud with Manish and now he's, you know, he's got other player, you know, player versus reporter just is what it is. He goes on the Rich Eisen show, tells us that. Jermaine Johnson was his number ninth overall, and they were actually one of the biggest fights they had uh, just during draft process was whether Jameson Williams was number nine or whether Jermaine Johnson was number nine, which that was music to my ears, man. <laughs> you know, like, thank God that that's what they're talking about. Thank God's what they're thinking. We're on the same page. And they had Brees Hall at number 19 on their board. So that makes sense as to why it came out that the Jets were contemplating trading up for that fourth first-round pick. You know what I mean? To, to get back in that class of four first-rounders. And that they were, that's why they're 
I mean, them screaming about how them the video clip of them screaming when they traded Jermaine Johnson and then coming out later that they called every single team from 15 to 26. I mean, that's just amazing, dude. I I can't imagine a better first round and throw in Brees Hall. Let's call it first round and a half. All right. I, I still like the Rucker pick, but I feel like the Rucker pick is just like more of a me thing. Or maybe a, a local thing, or maybe because we were eyeing Ruckert for for days. For or weeks, maybe it's for an months. Ohio State receiver bowl. <laughs> maybe it's an Ohio <laughs> State Ricey thing for our producer. Who, I mean, I, I don't even have to talk about the the other team that plays in MetLife. I mean, he could just look at the roster and like then he can make his own decisions. But dude, we have all the Ohio State guys like Garrett Wilson, Rucker. Like, how are you not Ricey? What are you doing, man? You gotta join the bandwagon. And maybe they'll actually win some games on this on this team. Who knows? Who knows indeed? But hey, man, it was a phenomenal draft. I think Brees Hall. You know, we discussed it before. We 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 signed off on the last episode. Where were they going to go? Where they go? Go Chad Muma uh, and try to get a linebacker, or were they going to go right running back? Well, we didn't get Chad. Uh, sorry to say, but we did get Brees Hall, which we got the best running back in this draft. So. I, we're just giving Zach Wilson talent at this point, which I'm happy about. And at like I said, I tweeted this out. I haven't been this optimistic for a New York Jets team Uh-oh. in a very long time. <laughs> like a very, very, very long time. What's like, optimistic? Makes, though? Makes Throw nervous. a number at me. Throw a number <laughs> at me. What's optimistic? Like over under is five. Over under is five wins, bro. How optimistic we talking? Vegas is not optimistic at all. <laughs> It's plus 800 uh, to make the playoffs, Alex. That's all I'm saying right now. I'm not saying like, I'm not even really thinking wins at this point. I'm just thinking of like more of a competitive, like what just the happiness? future can hold. Yeah, just happiness, man. Not this get is, blown is, out by 30. Not get blown out, not lose leads, <laughs> not give out, not give up 30 points in the first half and be like, oh, wow, look at this mountain that we got to climb. I feel like there's something actually building here. And on top of that, even if Zach Wilson doesn't pan out, the following draft has a quarterback. You shut yes, your mouth. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying. Is that no, I'm just right. saying. Like the way that the way that it's all set up is like there's like a, a plan B in case. So that's why there's there's a lot of reason why there is optimism. I don't I think Zach Wilson's gonna be fine. Like I said in my tweet, I haven't been this optimistic in a long time. All we need this season is for Zach Wilson just to be competent. Just for him to be competent, and this team will be fun to watch. So it's all on Zach. It looks like he's put on some uh, on some muscle. Dude has come back swole. He looks brolic. Uh, I'm ready to see how he's going to perform. All he needs to do, man, is just finish the underneath pa- passes the mi- in the middle. <laughs> and hey, listen, it's it. he needs to be accurate. Well, I'm going to say one thing to validate your point there, Alex. Greg has always said you build the team and then you plug in the quarterback, right? So I, you know, I want I want to hear what Greg thinks about. You know, that little point. I also want to hear what Greg thinks about Brees Hall because I know he was super hyped about that and was worried about Buffalo taking him. And then I love the podcast that came out with the Buffalo fans all pissed off because I had people chirping in my ear. Oh, look at the Jets picking up a running back so early. Oh, trading up for a running back. And so it brings a little bit of validation to me to see the Bills stuff. But Greg, what are your thoughts uh, on, on giving Zach Wilson some weapons here? What are your thoughts on Bryce Hall? Dude, I'm, I was just thinking when the, the rumors came out or the, I guess not rumors, but the confirmation came out that we were, tra- that we were trying to trip to the first round. I was like, imagine how electric our pod would have been 
if we trade up a second time while we were recorded. Like, I was oh so God. stunned. I mean, I was hoping that we were going to trade up. The other thing that's funny, too, on that Rich Eisen show, he was talking about, I just love how it seems Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are, like, on the same page. Like, I think he said in that interview, maybe he said on a different one, that, like, when Jermaine Johnson hit, like, the 12th spot and he was still on the board, Robert Sala was, like, tapping him on the shoulder. It was like, dude, he's falling. Like, he's falling. He's our ninth right guy. Can we go up and get him? And then Joe Douglas was like, yeah, fuck it. We could go up and get him. Like, let's go up and get him. And he started calling and trying to get him. Like, I love that. Um, and Joe Douglas' son texting him, Jermaine Johnson there. And then he's like, did you get him? He goes, yeah. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> like, it just seems that we're so on on the same page. And just to wrap up my point on Joe Douglas, I think a lot of people were talking about him as a guy that likes to trade back and get capital. I really do believe that he's the type of guy that likes to get his guys. So for the last, for the first two years, we saw him trade some players. We saw him trade back. We saw him recruit capital. And then we saw him move up and get Elijah Vera Tucker because that seemed to be his guy. And we saw him move up again this draft, uh, twice to get his guys. So. Very happy that uh, we were able to do that. Very happy about the front office. Learned then, a little bit, huh, Greg? Learned Because two years ago, the draft was horrible, right? This whole trading back stuff that you're mentioning, two years ago, the draft was horrific. And then last year, like you said, he's like, all right, we got we to gotta set our guys. And maybe we'd be aggressive if we find the right deal. Like Alex always says, right? It depends. Yeah. And so it looks like he's done that two times in a row. And this last last time with those three players – with uh, Tucker, Moore, and Zach Wilson. Those three players were graded 90 and above. It was like the first time in Jets history that that happened. And this year, we have four players drafting 92 or above for the first time ever. Like, I've never heard of the Jets getting good praise over everything. We can even win a, we can win a game 40 to zero. We can have the number, number two pick in the draft. It doesn't matter. It's always, oh, the Jets suck. This is the worst thing I could, they could ever yeah, do. They it screwed doesn't matter. up again. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I want to, I want to hear Greg's point though for your last question, uh, John, on, uh, the quarterback is the last piece you plug in. So let's hear that, Greg. Let's hear that. Yeah. Part. That's, that's the way I really do view it is you have to build a good team. You have to have a good offensive line. You have to have weapons because what's the point of bringing in a quarterback that's trying to learn at the NFL level when you don't have superior options for the, to help them out. I mean, it's the ultimate team sport. So when you bring in these guys, and I feel like we did it for years where you bring in guys and you just have bad offensive line play, you have bad running play, you have bad options at receiver and tight end. You know, how is anyone su- supposed to succeed in those situations? If you look at some of these other teams, whether it be Kansas City, whether it be the LA Chargers, well, you know, there's just so many teams, even like Mac Jones last year. Look at the way he came in. They made it to the playoffs. So, yeah. you know, Josh Allen even came into an okay situation. They built around him. The only one I think over the last few years that's come in and dominated right away without a good team, I really do believe is Joe Burrow. I think that's what makes him so special. But Zach Wilson has an opportunity now to have had the team built around him within two years. I think that's what Joe Douglas has done, like an amazing job. If you look at this roster, it's completely different from when he took over. And the pieces that we have at receiver, I mean, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, all new guys, tight end, three new tight ends compared to what we had last year, whole new offensive line, whole new running back group. Michael Carter had an amazing season last year, and now he's our number two complimentary running back because Brees Hall has the chance to be 
a workhorse running back in this league. I mean, you're talking about a guy who had 1,700 yards back-to-back season. I, as a dumb gambling guy, <laughs> took uh, Iowa State or Ohio, uh, <laughs> Iowa State last year to win the Big 12. They stunk because the rest of his team stunk, but he was amazing. Yeah. So we have a legit shot here to make the playoffs at plus 850. I love that. Over five and a half is an automatic bet because I just think we have a good shot. We have a tough schedule. Don't get me wrong, but I think we've done Especially the rare going thing. To Lambeau. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've done the rare thing where we've actually built a team around Zach Wilson while we had Zach Wilson. Yeah. So to your point, Alex, if it doesn't work out, we have a start. We have a, a studded out team right now compared to what we had three years ago. But I think Zach Wilson's going to be fine. I think he's going to take the necessary steps this year. He doesn't have to light the world on fire. To your point, he just has to be marginally better, and we'll keep it moving. Hopefully yeah, and, win a division and, game, bro. Joe Douglas has not won a division game in two years. That, 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 that makes me sick, bro. Makes that, me that, literally sick. That needs to change. And, and to just to clarify, like me, it's like it's not being down on Zach Wilson. It's just saying yeah. being real and just saying like where we are situated right now with this team. It's like, oh, wow, there's talent here. <laughs> I can look at this and be like, Everywhere. we got some talent here. Yeah. I You can't say that there's no talent on this team at this point. There's actually legitimate talent. How much of an impact will make for, for, for all these rookies? We'll see. I, I don't expect... I always go into the season not expecting a lot out of rookies, and if they impress, that's those are the rare ones, right? Not every rookie comes in being a gangbuster. So I'm looking forward to see how these yeah. guys are going to produce. But, you know, Greg, to, to talk to your point and just say, like, and even John, too, how Joe Douglas decided to move up in this draft and be a little bit more aggressive than usual, I think that has to come back to being at the Senior Bowl. Like, can we talk about how four of the seven draft picks came from the Senior Bowl? Like let's 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 make that let's let's get that clear. Jeremy Ruckert, Max Mitchell, Michael Clemens, Jermaine Johnson, those four guys, they actually had close intel with by being at the senior bowl. So four of those seven draft picks, you know, these guys had the 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 benefit of being there early and getting to know who they are, figuring out their character, seeing their work ethic, and saying, you know what? We actually can make an investment in these guys. And that's where you get someone like Jermaine Johnson be like, this is, this is a guy that we like, you know, because you saw how he worked. You're like, this is a guy that we're willing to move up for and get because we think he's actually underrated as a defensive end and we can go get him. Everyone knew about Sauce Gardner. Everyone knew about Garrett Wilson. But when you talk about a guy who transferred from, uh, Georgia, because John, as you pointed out last episode, just a, like a, a, a great defense all around for Georgia. But then he goes out, gets 12 and a half sacks, 11 to 12 and a half sacks. Over at Florida State, and you're like, eh, is this a one-off thing? We don't know. But when you're Joe Douglas and you're there at uh, when you're at the Senior Bowl and you're and you're starting to see what's going on, that's the type of stuff that that makes it that makes a difference. Yo, can I make a note yeah. about this whole Senior Bowl thing? Because I was irrationally excited that the Jets were coaching the Senior Bowl. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy, and I think that's why I was super into this draft. Maybe because it's another year in the NFL draft as a holiday, as Greg has taught me, or whether it's because I was just so into college football and my team was coaching the senior bowl. So I was watching so intently, right? So even when the Patriots drafted Cole Strange, I'm like, Oh, I know Cole Strange. Everyone's like freaking out. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know him. I was, you know, like I, I, I had to look him up. He was a guard. So I was like, what, What's this guy got going for me? But I'm so glad that you mentioned this, the senior bowl and how important it is. And it's and for next year too, we have to remember how important it is. So I'll just put it out there. Out of eighty-two percent of the players that participated in the Senior Bowl got selected in the NFL draft. Out of 
The 262 drafted, 106 of them are from the Senior Bowl. 45 players from the Senior Bowl taken in rounds one to three. At least, at least every single NFL team at least took one Senior Bowl player, and that's 40 percent of the entire draft. So you could, it's, it's you don't want to aim to to, to <laughs> coach in the Senior Bowl, right? Because that means you stink. However. What I mean, how these pieces have aligned is how franchises are shaped. Like two straight drafts of like five, if you produce like five, six starters from them, like that's unbelievable, man. It's really unbelievable. And we're, and we're we still have we made some moves in free agency. Like we got a veteran starting left guard, like like forever, you know, for at least for Zach Wilson's foreseeable future. We have real tight ends. I, 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 this, the senior, the senior bowl, the, the only thing that's bad from the senior bowl from in my perspective is like falling in love with players like Chad Momo, which we, which we talked about at the top here. But then there's the other side, right? Like relationships. Like let's talk about our boy Rucker from Long Island for a second. The what really fun story that Joe Douglas talking about during the senior bowl. He's just uh, talking to the coaches, just hanging out. Some guy runs up to them. He's like, Oh, hey guys, I'm really happy that you're coaching. Oh, by the way, I'm a huge Jets fan. And then Joe Douglas turns to him. It's Jeremy Rucker. He's like, dude, I know. <laughs> like, like, okay. I don't ever think about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's just so funny. It's literally what we were screaming. Like, if you literally listen back to our podcast where we were tight and desperate, right? <laughs> Obviously, we signed two and drafted one. So they were on the same page as us. And Rucker was always right there. It was either you want to reach for McBride or do you want to chill out? And grab a Dolchich from UCLA, a Rucker from Ohio State, you know, even a likely later on, which Baltimore got. Uh, hell of a draft, dude. I, I'm, I'm so excited about every single piece in this draft. People like PFF George are absolute morons for trying to find something to scream and yell about, about the same old Jets. Asking for the Jets to draft another wide receiver. Like, if anything, that's what you're pointing at. You could have said a million different things, man. You could have said, like, take – or a quarterback. Like, the two dumbest – it would have been the two dumbest draft picks of all time if we drafted another wide receiver or Malik Willis right there. Holy God. Oh, my God. Listening to that conversation – listen, listening to that, I, that, that's definitely cloud chasing right there. Ricey, we need you to listen to that and give us a clout Richter scale on that one because, my <laughs> goodness, to say, to say that we could have taken Off another wide receiver – did you even look? This is where I wonder, you know, there's just some journalists that just spit out things. And I'm like, did you even look at the depth chart? You want us to take another wide receiver when we have Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and now you got Garrett Wilson. That's three right there. And we just signed Braxton Berrios to be that fourth guy. Like, why would, why, why even take another wide receiver who you have to pay, by the way, who you do have to pay, like if he's a second rounder, like some good change? Like, why even do that? Why, why even make that maneuver? And a quarterback? If things aren't going to work out this season with Zach Wilson, there's a following draft that you can go into and get a quarterback. Why waste it on a quarterback? This is where I'm wondering, is it just to get some attention? Because you got the attention. All right, we're here. We're talking about it. You got what you wanted. But did you actually look at the depth chart and say, you know, I understand why he's not? they're not getting a quarterback. There's the following next year, which is deep, deeper than this year, too. And they have enough at wide receiver. Why take a running back? They're running back. God, bro, like we had, and this is no shade to them, but it's like we didn't have like household names in the running back room. We had Tevin Coleman. We don't know if he's going to be 
who's going to be available throughout the entire season. Ty Johnson, uh, that's our guy. Like, let's not get that mistake. And it's Michael Carter. And then with Michael Pirine, you you said that's the strength of this team. <laughs> that's the strength yeah. of this team. Oh my god! It's so funny because it's literally what you're, you're saying that Zach Wilson has a problem connecting on you know underneath passes. I <laughs> think that Ty Johnson has a problem catching them. To be, I mean, I like <laughs> yeah. I like Ty Johnson. He's fine, but he can't catch. And Tevin Coleman also. Like this is this is the dynamic that changes. I, and Greg mentioned it earlier, talking about. Joe Douglas's first draft, and then Alex, you mentioned it with the depth chart. We're trying. I'm sure somewhere in Joe Douglas's brain, he's trying to hold on to at least one guy from that first draft, and that last remaining guy is Denzel Mims. And he's having this whole resurgence right now. Everybody's on board with Denzel Mims. He's going to come back. He, he had a year with the playbook. He's getting in shape, et cetera, et cetera. That would be fantastic if he could play. You know what I'm saying? Because Garrett Wilson, at the end of the day, he's not the outside wide receiver. He's just not. He is an Elijah Moore's prototype. He could be. But like I he's like he could be. Elijah Moore like, can play on the outside, all right? <clears throat> yeah, Elijah Moore Elijah can Moore, Elijah Moore is five eight though. Garrett Wilson's at least six foot. Yeah. They just both play similar seam in the seam kind of games. You know what I mean? Like Corey Davis yeah. chill on the outside. Denzel Mims, he's gonna be chill on the outside. So you know. It, it could still easily work. And as you guys know, there are injuries coming. I promise you oh, there are injuries at wide yep. receiver coming. And so, Alex, you mentioned the depth chart, and I just mentioned Mims. So give me your take on that. And if you have any other players just on your mind off the top of your head that you think might be affected by this draft, because as happy as we are, like we even mentioned Michael Carter, but, uh, but you know, about probably a bunch of hoopla, <laughs> but – Somebody noticed today that, you know, he blacked out his Instagram and he blacked out his picture today and whatever. So maybe he's a little, you know, feeling some type of way. Like, Ooh, dude, Michael I'm Carter. Gonna... Yeah. The running hey, man. Back. So you, you think, you think he's, I mean, his production's obviously going to go down, right? I assume, but I it, it depends so. on names. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me. Dude, when he was in college, they had one of the best rushing seasons of all time. And it's because it was him and Javonta Williams. Like they, Hell he yeah. knows how to run in a system. When you're a running back, especially in today's NFL, like, or even in the college game, you want to be fresh. You want to be going and you want to run with explosiveness and power. You don't want to run the ball 450 times a season. You want to run the ball 200, 230 times, but have quality carries every single time. I mean, I thought we, I, People that are saying, oh, it's, it's Brees Hall now and it's not Michael Carter. I think Michael Carter came from a system in college at UNC where they had two tremendous running backs. They were running. I mean, I, I haven't looked at the stats in a while now, but I think they were running games where they had like 400 yards rushing. They each had two or three touchdowns in the games. Like they were going nuts at UNC. I, I think he knows that he can eat just like a regular starting running back in the NFL. If he has another complimentary running back, if we choose to run the ball that much, I think there's a good shot we do to take some pressure off Zach Wilson this year. I'm not too worried about having Brees Hall, Michael Carter uh, as the two running backs. I mean, if you look at throughout most of the NFL, you're getting like a, a dual back anyway. I mean, what Dal- like you want your Dalvin Cooks? There's a, there's a shorter shelf life, man. There's just a shorter shelf life, and then what? Greg pointed out is that you want to have the energy, the burst, the the ability to make the big plays and to stay fresh. 
And we've seen programs like that. I mean, if we go back to Shanahan when he was down in Atlanta, we had Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman, and those guys are running rampant. Like, you could have had both of them on your fantasy football team as your one and two running backs, and you would <laughs> yeah. like, legitimately. Yeah. And, and even when you go out to San Fran, you see that there's no designated number one running back, and they're, everyone just hops in, and they're able to go get theirs because LaFour is able to draw up something, right, to just get everybody open. So I look at Brees Hall. I look at Michael Carter. I don't think it's it's one's going to be better than the – I don't look at the – one's going to be better than the other or one's jealous over one or the other. It's – both these guys are going to be in the situation. And honestly, if there's competition, that's good. Pressure, pressure builds diamonds. All right. So I want, if you're going to tell me we're going to have good, two good running backs and they're both going to be competing with each other, not only so that the, uh, to, that they can get more time on the field and, but it helps just this team move forward. Then hell yeah, go for it. And the last thing I'll say is this, I, I, just to, just to play old devil's advocate. I understand what players wanting to get more touches, okay? Especially at the running back position. Sometimes you can't give a 50-50 split because it doesn't give him enough time to get into rhythm. But if there's anything that we've seen, it's that a lot of these teams like to go, who's the hot hand? So if you're more prepared, if you're doing the film sessions, if you're, if you're doing everything to be prepared for the game and, and you take advantage of those opportunities, you will get more touches. And some there's going to be some games where they don't have it. So we'll see what happens. I don't think it's necessarily... Uh, uh, a selfish thing. If that's the case, then Joe Douglas better be game ready move Michael Carter. If he is that like jealous and that type of person, try to get as much for him because he can't have that type of stuff on the team because it's just going to divide a locker room. No, he's a man. Don't worry. I'm just saying. The same thing. Black does Instagram. I don't think. I don't. I'm not. I, honestly, I don't make much of social media where it's like, oh my god, they removed Jets from their their bio on Instagram. No, What's Jets is still there. Jets is still no. There. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it is, yeah. but I'm just like, like it's like. Oh my God, Randall moved New York Knicks and deleted some posts. What does this all mean? It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really care. It doesn't really mean yeah. much. But honestly, that's, that's how players are passive aggressive, right? That's how they say something without saying something this year. And it usually turns out to be true. Whether it's AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Julius Randall, like you mentioned, all, you know, James Hart, everybody that does it, usually something happens, right? We just forget about it because we're just moved on to the next, you know, big story. You know what it is? And, and John, you pointed this out with the, the Shaheen Holloway topic on the Knicks pod, which if you guys haven't listened to that one and your Knicks fans, make sure to go check that one out. But you, you talked about how, you know, it was already known that he was going to go to Seton Hall, right? Like he, that was already, it wasn't because of the Cinderella run that St. Peter's had. It was already in the works. Goes for the, for pro sports too, man. They're, like when we find out the news, it didn't happen that day. There were talks way back, way back when, and it's just coming out now. Okay. It's like, look, it's like, it's the Debo Samuel stuff too, right? It's like, I requested the trade last week and it came out the week, a week later. It's like this type of stuff happens. It, I, it's, it's not uncommon. So if they're making moves, uh, and they remove something from their bio, there, there could be some truth to it to, to support your, your statement, but just, just throwing that out there. I don't really, I don't really look into much of social media, to be honest with you. To, but that's just me. But you know who is looking into stuff and looking into drama? Wait, 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 hold on. I want, I want, I want to know. Oh, 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 okay. On social media stuff or on the the depth chart, who's in trouble or not? I want to know. Yeah, I want to know who else, who else you got in trouble? Because there's one guy definitely on my mind still. Dude, it's got to be Brees Hall. Yeah, it's Bryce. Be Brees. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I messed up the other. It's okay. Way. <laughs> it's okay, guys. We got Bryce Brees Hall. and Bryce Hall. We got Bryce Zach Hall's and Garrett Wilson. 
Uh, we got we got pick. Michael Carter and Michael Carter the second. It's all good, man. We just like guys with the uh, Wilson. Wilson, we names. got a ton. Um, yeah. So Bryce Hall for sure. I think he's in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. What threw me off too is I was reading something all other day and they were saying that like Eccles might be like the number three. Like that's a concerning because if that's the case, maybe I'm missing something. Because I think I, I think Bryce Hall's pissed. That he's not an outside guy because he's an outside guy. Now you have DJ Reed and Gardner, and he's not really the you know the type to move around like to the nickel or whatnot. Eccles that guy, Carter's that guy. Even though Carter has to stay kind of in, Eccles can go in and out. Yeah. So I I do believe that in that type of maneuver that Bryce Hall he could be you know on the way out. You know, depend. It really. It's possible. Like him, like we just mentioned, we mentioned the wide receivers. Like uh, Mims is going to be fine, but like maybe, I don't know, him or DJ Montgomery. Like I don't know who's going to, who's going to, you know, dress every day because they're on the back end of, you know, number five and six there. And then on the running back side, dude, P Ryan, like Alex mentioned, Austin, like he's, he's probably not going to make it. Is Coleman going to make it? Is, is Ty Johnson? Like these are four players that are extra running backs, especially if we have Bowden as a fullback. How many of these are going to dress? So I, I don't know. You think Bryce Hall is going to be on this roster? I think, like you think so. he's going to stay. You, you, think you he's said, stay? Dude, there's there's injuries yeah. coming. God forbid. There's all kinds of situations that could pop up. I mean, Sauce Gardner might not catch on and be ready for Week One. I doubt it, just because of the way he played in college. But you never know. You never know with these guys. As far as the running backs go, I'm a little. I think I think Coleman's probably our three just because of the veteran leadership. Yep. No, been being around these guys and stuff. I think Ty Johnson might be on the hot seat, which kind of sucks because I liked him, but just based on his play the last few years, it's like, dude, either it's just something's not clicking for you. Either catch or you don't. Yeah. And it, <laughs> we need guys that can catch it. So um uh yeah, I mean, as far as the linemen go too, I don't know if there's anyone that's really on the hot seat maybe that came out of this draft because we didn't really address the line. The other thing that I thought was interesting that um I think Alex talked about maybe for the second round pick we were talking about maybe taking a Moomba or something like that. We didn't take a linebacker in this draft. I know. And no there was a lot of talk. <laughs> there was a couple insiders. I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Hughes or someone else. That was like, now the Jets like their linebackers. Hughes. We're like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was kind of Hughes Dude. that said that. Yep. We we're like, what are you talking about, man? These linebackers stink. <laughs> Apparently, he was right on with that hood because we didn't address it in the draft. So I guess the linebacker room is locked and loaded. I don't well, know. I think they still stink, but that's why you're not the code. No, well, yeah. They're 50%. They're 50% on that because yes, they said we were wrong and the Jets feel a higher about the linebackers than we do. However, they also said the Jets feel lower about the defensive interior line than we do, but they didn't address that either. So yeah. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're kind of maybe in the middle about both of those things. It gives us something to address for later. Right for next year, and those are the only two positions I believe that really were not addressed. Well, well, let's look at this, right? Because if we look at the line right now, right, it's Sheldon Rankins and Quinton Williams. So that's you got your left and right D tackles. You got John Franklin Myers as of right now, who's swatted to be the starting right defensive end, where you have Jermaine Johnson right behind him, and you got Carl Lawson coming back. That's your front four. You know, I, I think that's pretty that's pretty solid to deal with. I mean, we thought Sheldon Rankins was going to return. Who lost fought, fought to Kasi, but you throw, you throw in John, John, John Franklin Myers and then, you know, they, 
they like to substitute out, right? So you got Vinny Curry yeah. in there, you got Solomon Thomas in there, Nathan Shepard. Yeah, even Bryce Huff. I'm gonna. Uh, he's he's not really a linebacker. He he plays on the line. Yeah, so Nathan like it, it, there, there, there's some depth. I mean, I, I get I get your feeling with uh, with the linebackers because you're dealing with uh, Hamza, C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams. Uh, my boy Quincy, don't worry. <laughs> is, is Hamza even alive? Like, <laughs> he tore his Achilles, didn't he? Another 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 word? another. Even though they're brothers, another two last names Williams. There you go. We just like yeah. we just like duplicate. We just like uh, yeah, they're actually doubles. brothers. Yeah, they're, they're actually, actually brothers. Yeah. So yeah, uh, 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 the tight end stuff, I'm definitely worried about Cager. He's trying to be a tight end. What a bad time to try to, to, try to switch over to tight end, right? Your boa. I don't know if these guys are going to make it, man. Oh so, no! As of right now, the depth chart that they they got predict they predict uh, CJ Uzoma, uh, Tyler Coughlin, Jeremy Ruckert, Trevin Wesco is the last one on the floor. The fourth one was Wesco uh, signed officially at the moment. Um, I thought he did get signed. I thought he was brought back. We can look that up. Greg, what do you got? Uh, for the linebacker thing, just to wrap that up, I did see someone say the other day we run a lot of, like, I know, like, on official death charts, we run a 4-3, but a lot of times we run, like, a 4-5, where we run, like, three defensive backs, two safeties. So we only really have two linebackers on the field. And I don't know if it was Salah or Douglas or if it was someone talking about it. I can't remember. I've watched so much Jet stuff <laughs> over the last two weeks. They were saying Why is that, that? Like, in, yeah, they were <laughs> saying that, uh, in the Jets scheme, the Jets system, linebacker technically might be like the least valuable position. Um, so that's maybe why they didn't address it, which I, I mean, find kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's because they're playing CJ Mosley like 20 mil. I feel like that really factors in. I, I think it's partly that. And I think if we just look at the history of some good defenses, yes, linebacker core is solid. But even if we go back to, and I like using the Giants as a reference because they're, they focused on the end, right? Like we, we, we've talked about having good edge rushers. But like if you look at that core, that wasn't even like a great linebacker core. I feel like you can mask some things with linebackers. Can't really mask a defensive line. You can't really ma- mask a secondary. So yeah. if we're looking at it from, a holistic standpoint, the middle of the field, if you can just get by, you're probably better off. But even though you do want to make upgrades, it's probably the last spot that they're worried about. I don't know. I like the Steelers. I like the way the Steelers play defense and the Ravens. I mean, we're talking really about we're, we're talking about the gold standard of defense at that point. So <laughs> yeah. that's, what we're, yeah, that's what we're going for. And they're studded well, out at every position, too. It's not yeah. just like they have great linebackers. They have great safeties, great corners. Great, great D-line. Pass. Well, yeah, now they do because the Ravens drafted every single. Person but you know what they don't have? You know, you know what the Steelers <laughs> don't have? They don't have a quarterback. That's that's done. Well, <laughs> right. They got Mitch Trubisky, bro. Who? <laughs> <laughs> got yeah, Kenny Pickett. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's tough. That's tough out here for uh, for the all those quarterbacks in the, in that in that division. Honestly, besides Burrow, but we'll see how that goes. That should be fun. All right. Well, sticking to another position that the Jets did not address, which is the offensive line, which, you know, we were, you know, I guess it was smokescreen. We don't don't know exactly. He really wasn't mentioned at all when it came to the post-game Jets draft stuff. It's our boy, I can, right? Uh, Iquanu and, and, and Joe Douglas said he was worried about the Texans picking Gardner and he didn't want Stingley. So I wonder if, you know, that would have just changed the whole thing. If they took Gardner, we actually would have went with Iquanu, but I'm sure he just doesn't want to start smoke. And why there's some smoke is because we have George Font, our veteran, talking about how he's gonna he's looking for an extension and he's in talks with the Jets. 
And so that, you know, perked our ears a little bit. And he only wants to play left tackle. He's like, Trent Williams, I'm only playing left tackle. I don't care. And at the other point, we have, we have Becton. And now let's talk about 77, man. Big Bus 77, which is his, his official Twitter name at the moment. <laughs> uh, he's been on, on a rampage against, I, I didn't notice that he was the only reporter on this crusade. However, oh, yeah, when I saw, it was the only one. I started looking it up. I started looking it up. There was like other, there was reporters reporting on the report, <laughs> right? If you follow yeah, that. Yeah, like you had, but, think, but, um, but he was the only guy saying, my sources say, there's a problem here with this guy. And that's not other than Rich Samini, man, from ESPN. And I, I, it, I covered the New York Titans. Funny. <laughs> I covered the New York Titans. And I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty interesting that there's a little crusade here for Becton at right tackle. Let me just ask you guys. I, I, we barely drafted a lineman. Let's just, call, you know, call him a depth piece. Do you guys believe in the future of Becton here at right tackle? Uh, yes, I'm buying it right now. Um, I, I think, look, he didn't have a good season last year, obviously, because he was injured. Uh, I think he's putting in the work this offseason. They did, they were not going to play him last season. They wanted him to get healthy. No reason in a down year to, to go risk further injury. We saw how talented he was rookie season. They were, we had analysts saying that he was Hall of Fame status as a rookie because of the way he was blocking guys. Like, that's not normal. And when you watched him, it wasn't normal that a rookie came in and dominated like that. He gave problems to both Bosa's. All right? To both Watts. Any defensive end that was like, they were like, yo. You saw him like, yo, man. Get me out of here. This is tough. This is tough work trying to get through Beckton. Like, Beckton is good, bro. Like, he is good. I think Rich Samini is just stirring the pot for for whatever reason he has whatever one person you, for one or whatever one person's like who's not sold on Beckton in the Jets org he's just reporting it on and obviously that's a clickable story oh whoa Joe Douglas's first draft first pick what was he the fourth pick fourth overall Makai Beckton might not be here anymore no one likes him anymore in the organization that's just driving clicks, man. And I think it's a good story to, to go off of. And then you have Makai Becton, who's just retweeted him after Samini's like, huh, they didn't take an offensive lineman. Becton's like, all right, man, just stop with this nonsense. Like the fact that Makai Becton had to retweet him, be like, bro, you're the only one doing this. <laughs> you're my only enemy at this point between me and keeping my job for the New York Jets. Get out of here. And I love all the videos that came out today. I love the. I forget the the WWE uh, 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 characters that they use, but that video with both their faces on it is hilarious. But Kai Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, and Undertaker. Yes, Pretty thank sure. you. With with, with the Kai Vince coming out of the casket, just be like having the neck. Richard Samini, I I believe in Kai Beckton, man. And if he goes to the right tackle, he goes to the right tackle. We'll see how long Font stays here. And guess what? He could probably slide right back. After you have fun, as long as we have a stable offensive line, it's the team first. Doesn't bother me. Does not bother me. Yeah, I was all smoke all the way from the beginning. I was I was the number one keep Becton guy going into the draft, this whole process. I mean, whether he plays right or left, I think he's too new and unproven in the league to really like put up a stink and be like, no, I only want to play left tackle. Like I think, I think fans kind of earn that. There yeah. are players in this league that are like that. There's a few, 
John, you man, you mentioned one. Taylor Luan's another one. And like I was <laughs> yeah. watching some like Bustin' with the Boys yeah. episodes too. I'm on a, I saw that too. I'm on a kick with those. And just listen to him talk. He's like, dude, I am one of 32 people in the world <laughs> that play left tackle in the NFL. Like I'm out of the league if someone's trying to move me to right tackle. Like that's my job. There's a difference between a left tackle and a right tackle. It's not the same as much as people want to say, oh, it's tackle, it's tackle. He's like, I am a left tackle. He takes pride in being a left tackle. Yo, being I blind think, side is is an honor. That, that is a level of respect. I just don't think Becton's at the spot where he can be like, yeah. no, I have to be the left tackle. It's like, dude, just go play right. He's, <laughs> he's not going to have a great season this year. That's the other thing, too. It's like he, like Taylor Luan talked about it because he missed a bunch of time with his ACL. And then he came back and got smoked by Chandler Jones in week one this year. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it happens because you're, you're, you could do all the cardio. You could do all the, all the training, all the rehab you want. You're not in game shape. You're not in NFL game shape until you're in NFL game shape. And it takes a few games. It takes a few months to get back to that spot. So I don't, I don't expect huge things from Beckton this year. I just expect him to be a solid right tackle not give up huge plays, maybe not make huge plays, but just be okay, just chill out. I honestly think his his girlfriend or wife's about to have a baby. He just wants to be there for the birth of his child. No. Like, I, don't, I don't know how that's such know. a crazy thing to want was, to be around. I don't get that. How did we just hear about that uh, from the Joe Douglas interview with uh, with uh, Rich Eisen? That should have been on the top of... Why is Beckton not at, you know, these volunteer workouts? Because his wife is nine months pregnant. And if he leaves for yeah. two weeks, he's dead. Because <laughs> like, I think he, his wife would kill him. Yeah. yeah I think, exactly. I honestly think the Jets and like Beckton, all these guys just like laugh about it. They're just like, yo, these guys have no idea what's going on. Rick Samini's <laughs> yeah. just making up stuff because we have a, what's like, like, like Alex said, some people are just like Hall of Fame left tackle. Like, let's chill out with that. I mean, he had a great first season. You know, like, we have a, a great guy. He's under contract. He's still unproven. He is, he's in a great spot, man. I'm so happy that we didn't draft anyone. I also think, too, to your point, John, just to wrap this up a little bit, I think one of the major things that happened in this draft that not a lot of people are talking about is how lucky we got with the way the board fell. I really do believe we had sauce number one on our board. And then all of a sudden the Houston Texans a week before the draft was like, we're taking a quarterback. And we're just like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like take a lineman, take a defensive end. Like why are you taking a cornerback? And then it turns out it's Stingley, which is like, okay, that's a big break for us. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big break for us. Then we have Garrett Wilson, number one on our, on our draft board at wide receiver. I don't know if he was like sixth or fifth or whatever he was on our board. And then all of a sudden Atlanta comes up and they take Drake London. It's like, we dodged another bullet. And then obviously Jermaine Johnson falls and Brees Hall falls according to our, you know, our, our board. So I think just to wrap this up, man, I think we're in a great spot with Becton. I think we got incredibly lucky with the way the board fell and you know, Rich Samini, just get it, get, get, get a life, man. Like, come on, just chill out. Just chill out. We're, it's all good vibes right now. Like, why, what are you why, doing? Why are we, why are we on somebody for not being up for camp for, because his wife is nine months pregnant? It was Can never we? mentioned, Alex. That's what's bothering me. Like, I'm annoyed. When I heard that, I was so annoyed. I was like, dude, I've been reading articles about Beckton for months now, months. And nobody said anything. 
And it's always well, like his well, foot, he's fat, he's ugly. Yeah, he's <laughs> on cable. Yeah. Well, Connor Hughes made a big to do about it. Connor Hughes made a big to do that Beckton wasn't there because uh, his wife was pregnant, and DJ was like, "Come on, man, it's not that big of a deal." His his wife is pregnant. Like he should go be with his wife, yeah. who is pregnant. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 but at, at the same token, I'm a little bit nervous about Elijah Vera Tucker moving to right guard. Uh, because we got Tomlinson, another veteran. So we did this whole thing, man, where we have the veterans on the left. Uh, I think that's the one. With that is a good and Tomlinson and AVT on the right uh, with Beckton. It's just they're both they're both brand new. Like they're gonna get smoked sometimes. It's gonna be interesting, man. I uh, I'm really I'm nervous about how that's gonna shape up. Uh, I'm I'm nervous about what's gonna happen at the back of our wide receiver and tight end chart, just because I have irrational feelings for Yaboa and Cager and, you know, Montgomery and Mims. I just like those guys. I think we still have one of the Smiths. Uh, Jeff, I think he's still with yep. us. We got Jeff Smith. Yeah. So they're not agent Smiths anymore. So there's oh, all agent that. Braden Mann is still here, uh, much to Greg's chagrin. Uh, we did not draft a punter. Uh, this is our, his last year of guaranteed money with us. We do have two kickers on the board. I am so excited for this season, man. We absolutely killed this draft. Even the defensive end we got, uh, Clemens with, uh, you know, with the off the field issues, with the injury issues, like who cares? No problem. If you could just be Solomon Thomas, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to see how they rotate in and out. I hope we're a real team. I know, I hope that people hate starting New York Jets in fantasy. Okay. I hope that people are like, yo, I don't want to start. A player on the New York Jets because anyone can score. It could be Davis. It could be Barrios. It could be Montgomery for a game. It could be anyone. You know, it could be Wilson. It could be Moore. It could be one of the running backs. It could be one of the tight ends. Like, I hope people have that problem because that will mean we're a complete team. And we just have to shade a couple things, man. We just have to shade the free safety, you know, the linebacker stuff. Like, tight ends are still going to be a problem against us. So I'm still worried about that. But, dude, I am irrationally excited. About the Jets season, the schedule's coming out. I will be at Lambeau Field. I promise you. I will be in Denver. I promise you. So let's 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 go. I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. I, and I, I I know we're versus the are we versus the Ravens this year. I think so. I think uh, so. Yeah. I I I really like this Ravens team. I, I'm nervous about the Ravens, so we'll see how that goes. So I'm really excited, dude. I love their draft. Yeah, what the other drafts did you like, Jono? You want to talk a little bit about other teams and stuff. Are there any others that stood out to you? I mean, dude, the Ravens picked every single player that we talked about. Like, whether it was Linderbaum, whether it was the tackle Hamilton, from Minnesota, Hamilton, the tackle from Minnesota, who's like 6'6", six, six, 400 pounds, like the, the punter that we wanted. Like, they got everyone. The the, the nose tackle from UConn and Jones, Travis yeah. Jones. Dude, they got that's off the top of my head. All those players, like, those are like... Straight up, likely the tight end from uh, Coastal Carolina. Like they got everyone, dude. And I decided to go back a little bit to just see what everyone like the last couple of years, which team gets the best grades, and it's always the Ravens. And now it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense why they're always just good, even though they have nineteen hundred injuries, right? Because they draft well every year, and yo, know, their secondary is so good. Everyone's complaining that they don't have a wide receiver, and I think they're gonna draft. They're gonna. Pick up Jarvis Landry, so I think I'm I'm really I'm really really optimistic about this Ravens team. I love what the Chiefs did. Everyone is pissed about Tyreek Hill, dude. They did some things, bro. Sky Moore is gonna be dope. 
We talked about him a lot. Unbelievable, man. Carl Office, I think uh, a little inside the winning picks weekly. Carl Office 20 to 1 for defensive player of the year. Just throw it out there, sprinkle a little bit. Let's go. I like that. John, how do you, how do you feel about, uh, a certain, uh, team in the South, NFC South? They wear blue and black, silver. (laughs) Ever old quarterback. (laughs) The Carolina Panthers, my man. How do you feel about their draft? Um, you know, they got your guy. <laughs> they did get my guy. I, I listen. You know how I feel about Carolina's defense. You know how I feel about the Carolina Panthers defense. I, they, they, they kept they kept their local uh, Iquanu, which I should have seen coming from a mile away. The local guy stays in the local state. I mean, easy enough. But what's going? Like Robbie Anderson talking smack about about Sam Donald. It's all just so weird to me. Speaking of bustle with the boys, I know Alex hates this. But dude, the Sam Darnold interview on Bustle with the Boys made me like him so much. Like it just made me like <laughs> yeah. go back to it. I was like, damn it, dude. I just finally got off this kick. But like I still like him. I still like Sam Darnold. I think he would be really good on the New York Giants. Like I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what goes on with Carolina, I just love that. I hate Matt Rule so much. I hate that guy <laughs> with every inch of my body, dude. <laughs> I just love that Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson are still just like going at each other. It's like, dude, it's been six years. Like, calm down. My God. And somehow they're still tied together. Like, I love it. I love that Jamal Adams is on a rebuilding team. I'm petty with it, man. I love it all. I hate all these guys. Oh, the Jamal Adams stuff is great. That is phenomenal. That yeah. stuff is phenomenal. Thought he, was good. he thought he was going to have a nice, easy ride to get a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Back Speaking to square one. One Love. last thing on the back to square one thing. The other thing that was funny was the Senior Bowl stuff that we were talking about earlier. This mm-hmm. That was Robert Sala's fourth Senior Bowl. <laughs> wow. wow. And, he was, <laughs> and, that was Joe, and that was Joe Douglas's first. So it was so funny. Like, like Joe Douglas made fun of like, like Sala for it. He was like, how many have you been at, by the way? This is my first. I don't really know what to do. So like, that was also like interesting, too. It reminded me a little bit of like uh, when teams go to London all the time. It's like it seemed like we kind of knew what to expect because Robert Sala has been there for four times. <laughs> Yo, when so. you coach when you coach on Detroit and Jacksonville, man, you get some opportunities like yeah, that. yeah. He was like, I've been, I've been I've been in a lot of rebuilds. <laughs> but speaking so. of Sam Darnold, dude, the, the draft is uh, the draft. The trade is officially official. Yeah. So it's Sam Darnold for Jonathan Marshall, Brees Hall, and Max Mitchell. I mean, if if that just means Brees Hall for Sam Darnold, sign me up, bro. Sign me up. What a trade! I love Joe Douglas making making corny Matt, corny dad jokes. I, he's like, what? What are mathematicians like to go Times Square? Some nonsense <laughs> like that. Like, oh man, I'm I'm in love with this team, dude. I I can't wait to travel to see them. And that's pretty much all I got in this draft. I'm optimistic as hell about the Jets draft. Uh, I'm I'm irrationally excited about roster cuts because I love like the back end of all these positions for the first time ever. Usually, like they're disgusting names and like who cares. But now they're like our guys that started last year. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm excited to see how that goes and plays. That's a lot, man. Look how far we've come. We we watched Adam Gase have to coach two years of this team, and now I feel sick four to my years stomach when I hear that name. Oh, man, <laughs> I know. I you know people you know we're Knicks and Jets fans, obviously, and people talk about Rangers fans. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, everything, bro. I hate my life, but we got the Jets right now. Hey, yeah. P- people will talk about how Fizdale was one of the worst coaches when it comes to look, man. I have never seen anything worse than Adam Gase. Adam Gase is like the worst coach, and that's why when it comes down to Thibodeau talks, I'm like, we've seen some stuff as coaches for coaches. Also, we've seen some stuff. Yo, you want to hear the best thing that just came out again? And I love when this uh, resurfaces. Uh, when the Honey Badger just resigned in New Orleans, right? And the tweet yeah. always resurfaces when he uh, messaged some Jets fan back in the day when he was a free agent saying, I'm never joining the Jets. Your, your head coach told me that number 26 is better than me. And that was Todd Bowles. Literally said, Marcus May is better than you. It, to his face. I mean, that's why I hate Tampa Bay. <laughs> that's why I hope they this, the Saints secondary is going to be lit, though, with 26 and Honey Badger back there. Um, I, I, and, and they own Tampa Bay. So I'm telling you right now, I'm on the t- I hate Tampa Bay Crusade. Let's go Saints. And let's go Jets. Let's go Rangers. Hopefully the Knicks stay not messing up somehow. We're, 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 on, we're, on, we're, we're on a good kick right now, but, you know, when it's quiet, that's when that's when the bad things happen. Do you guys see any big off-season uh, transactions or acquisitions acquisitions here for the Jets? No, I don't see any big moves. I think they're going to roll with this bearing uh, or barring whatever you're – I'm telling my biggest uh, surprises, bro. I'm telling my biggest surprises that – Barring any injury, with. barring any Greg injury, Van I don't Rowan, see the bro. Jets – can you believe it? What? Greg Van Rowen still here. What about him? He's he, he has dude. He has he, he survived has, it like, all. Yo, he does like he, does, he just keeps going, bro. That's my biggest surprise. That, that's the one thing I could see happening. Him Man's like up. a cat. Got say. nine lives. He's a hundred lives, bro. The guy's been through the ringer, hitting us up on his burner. Like he's yeah, been through all, bro. Hit up on his burner. I remember that. <laughs> oh man, this guy. This guy. Let's hope that uh, Lake and Tomlinson uh, is healthy well, for the entire. <laughs> him and AVT, man. He's he's not competing with AVT. It's gonna be a sick year. I'm so happy. I don't have Who is he competing with? He ain't competing with nobody, bro. Let's stop that. <laughs> All right. So let's save some money. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he ain't competing with nobody, bro. We know who the starters are. He ain't competing. He if he's here for depth, he's here for depth. But that's all I got. That's all I got for the Jets. Is that all you guys got? I think this is a good place to end it. Yeah, A-plus draft. A-plus draft, baby. A-plus offseason, man. You combine the draft with who we brought in in the offseason, it has to be one of the best in Jets history. Definitely. Can't can't believe this front office and where where they've gotten us in two or three years. I'm just so happy we have Robert Sala as a coach. That's where I'll end it. I'm so happy, dude. He's a player's guy. He just is, gets fired up over everything, like so. <laughs> Dude, he's just that guy. He's the type of guy. I was watching another interview with a former Jets lineman. He just JJ. is like, dude. He's like, dude. That's the type of guy that people want to go play for. He was like, when you. He's like, when I was on the team, we had Rex Ryan. After every single game, people would come up to me and be like, "How awesome is it to play with Rex Ryan?" That's how I feel like it is now with Robert Sala. Where they're like, dude, how awesome is it to have Sala as your coach? So happy with this front office. So happy with our coaching staff. We got to win a game in September. Got to be a division game. game. Just beat the beat of a division. Got to win a game in September. September. Got to win a division game. Got to do it now. He's going no, seven, dude. I need I need playoffs, bro. I'm going seven. That's, bro. That's job for you. 
I can't do plus eight hundred. You want too much. This is this is this is this is the issue. Ted wins too much. You want three wild card spots, bro? Three wild card spots. I can't have one. You want too much. Appreciate what we got, Bill. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be disgusted if if the Dolphins and Patriots are better than the Jets. I'm gonna be disgusted. My last last note. If you put out a way too early mock draft and there's a hundred out there right now, and you have the Jets picking second or third, what's going on in your brain? How am I supposed to trust this mock draft that you're putting out? If you think the Jets are worse than the Jaguars and the Seahawks and the Falcons and the Giants, I mean, uh, the list goes on to the Panthers. The list goes on and on. How are we, how are we the second or third worst team in the NFL? Clicks, baby. Clicks. Cardinals. Cardinals are okay. No Hopkins, though, but. No anything, bro. What do they got? They got, they got, they got a five foot eight quarterback who hates everyone. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to go play baseball. Yeah, they're just, that, that drove me crazy this weekend. Everyone has it. Everyone has the Jets picking (laughs) second or third. Like, how are we, how are we worse than the Giants? But why do you have to do that? Just, just do your top 10. Forget who's picking there. Yeah, that's That's my last point. Now I'm fired up. Now I'm going to be up for the next two hours. If you're putting out a mock draft, you have the Jets picking second, which I wouldn't mind. There's a great defensive event coming out of Alabama, but I would mind because I want seven wins. I'm with you, Alex. We better beat the Dolphins and the Patriots. I hate them, bro. I hate, they suck. We have to beat the Patriots. Can we just, 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 just to writers out there, just to content creators, stop with the, the guessing who's going to be drafting where. Just do your big boards. Just do your big yeah. boards. Just do big boards. That's what I'm saying. Big boards. Just stick to big boards. Just <laughs> give us your top 10, top 10, 20, 32. Yeah. I don't care. Who to start watching, who to look forward to. No problem. But you don't got to, you don't got to tell me that, you know, the Jets are going to drive CJ Stroud. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all set. <laughs> Everyone has the Bills picking 32nd too. Like, makes me want to bet everything that the Bills aren't going to win the Super Bowl because all these guys out there have the Bills. Bills are winning. The, it's not. Even, it's not. It's not even unlike. It's not that the Bills can't win the Super Bowl. I'm just like it's that they won't. <laughs> and you can and you can quote me on that, bro. The Bills are not winning the Super Bowl. You guys insane. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm so sick of this nonsense. And Kansas oh, City man. stinks. Uh, I said it. Too bad. Wow. Kansas City third in the division this year. Third. Whoa. All behind, right. Behind Denver and the Chargers. I said it, son. As I'm sitting here saying, uh, don't make any, don't make drafts about we're guys. Russell Wilson. Down. Russell Wilson coming back for a vengeance, right? For well, if we're listening, if we're listening to this guy over here, Russell Wilson's going to be dead last in that in that division. He's <laughs> the worst quarterback in the division. Oh my God! All That's right, just math. That. That's just stats. Oh my God! On that it's, note, we're not doing. He's tied for four. It's three four. It's, <laughs> <Yeah. tough. laughs> it's a conversation. Third car's second in passing last year in the NFL. It's a conversation. It's a conversation. I don't know. If There's no conversation. Right. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I'm flipping them, Alex. I'm flipping them. Oh my. God. Well, Mahomes obviously guy. one. Herbert's obviously two. And that's it. Now we're having a conversation. That's all I'm saying. How are we having Derek Carr over Russell? What are we talking about? No, it's what? just a conversation. It's just a conversation. No, there's no conversation. <laughs> there's none. 
Don't let this man do this to you. Don't let this man. Do not. This is the same guy who said Ryan Tannehill is a top, top I know, quarterback. I know. I know. It's, Number it's, one team in the AFC, but who's counting? Oh, my <laughs> God. On that note, this is where we're ending it. Yeah. This is where we're ending it. Rabel sucks. They, they Come lost on. AJ Brown. They lost Come AJ on. Brown. Bro, that that was the, too far. That we said, we had to edit he, that out. That was listen, too far. He said, he said, I, I I will stop coaching the Titans if we trade AJ Brown. They, they trade AJ Brown and he made a draft pick. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. That was, that was too far. That was scumbag. Did he also say he would take off his like left nut? That he's the man for. You sacrifice your testicles on the Super Bowl. That's my kind of coach. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Now, officially, on that note. All right. Fair enough. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're also on YouTube. Nick's comment, Jets comment, ETC, period. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment. It's just a polite thing to do. And while you're over at the page, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy Chip Murphy. These guys go through everything. Basketball. Baseball, football, hockey. Sensitive they get right covered. <laughs> what? Sensitive right now. It's sensitive right now. The H word. Let's see how game two goes. Hey. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll give you Don't faith. Worry. The Rangers got the next game. Don't worry. I don't, I'm not even going to watch, but they got the next game. Don't worry. I'll be watching baseball probably. All right. It's fine. And then last and certainly not least. Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks Jets and Clara podcast. We out. Let's go, Jets. And let's go, Rangers, son. 